Welcome to a long-awaited episode of Mozzie and the Muscle. Thank you for tuning in. We've both been pretty busy lately, so but um, we're we're glad to get an episode in. So, uh, Mozzie, how you been? I've been real busy, man. I'm same boat. It's been crazy. It's uh, so it's the middle of summer. Naturally, everybody that I work with is on break to some <laughs> extent. So I have been pulling a lot of overtime <laughs> the past couple of weeks, which is fine. Helps the paycheck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For Glad sure. to be back with football, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited. It's it's July. We got a bit of a lull, then we got training camp, and then you know preseason. So, you know, near middle end of this month, when training camp starts, you know, everything's gonna really get going and ramping up for the season because that's that's when you can start to really you know like get meaningful news pieces. Because I don't I'll, like the mini camp and OTA stuff is fun, but like everyone looks awesome. So, quote unquote, right. Yeah, need to get into the real nitty gritty. Got to wait until training camp fully gets underway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it's about end of July. And then we've of course got the Browns on Hard Knocks, which will be interesting. Oh God, when does that start? I think I think kind of like end of July, early August, like once their like training camp starts, and then like it goes into the. Actually, I don't know when the actual season starts, but like I know it gets some of their training camp and preseason. So that'll be interesting though, to watch. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, they're gonna get Baker so much camera time. <laughs> Of course, he's going to be the feature of the show. <laughs> that worked out so well for them. Oh my god! It's going to be like Baker and then Josh Gordon and Antonio Callaway off the side. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's he doing? <laughs> oh my gosh! But um, yeah. So today, before we get into our uh, taking a stand on uh, on some players, first we've got like uh, one or two news pieces. Uh, the first one is uh, Cam Chancellor um, retiring, basically. Not Quote technically unquote. retiring, but he like is not medically cleared to return, so he's still getting his paychecks, his guaranteed money, but he's done. So, yeah, he had a great career. Yeah, I uh, saw like I saw a comment on a thread. And it was like this video of like him just like decking and just destroying Vernon Davis in a playoff game. So I think it was a playoff game, like right near the end zone. Of course, he gets flagged for it, but like he he what made some big hits. That was the uh, championship game, right, with them and the Niners. Yeah, that was an insane game. Oh, That's better that than the Super Bowl really was. Good. But um, yeah, Legion to Booms officially done. So, so yeah, there's nobody left, right? <laughs> yeah, that's sad. <laughs> is is Earl Thomas gone? Probably. because uh, they lost Sherman, they've lost Chancellor. Uh, I don't know about. I don't Earl think they've Thomas. re-signed him yet, or he's like holding out or something. Was there another one, or was it just those three? I think there was another one. You think there's one that's on the Eagles now, but I'm not sure. Anyway, um, that's that. Um, Tom Bahali is not with the Chiefs anymore. I don't remember if he retired as a free agent. Their defense is going to be bad this year. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, the main thing, obviously, is the Winston suspension. We're a little late on it because um, you know, we haven't had time to record lately. But um, just quick thoughts on it. I mean... Obviously, it's an it's an, it's annoying for fancy obviously because like he I think they had like a week five bye so you get him like for one week of the first like several of the fantasy seasons so that's that's obviously like annoying like most leagues is gonna not be, not be drafted and um yeah that's the thing as far as like the receivers and the rest of the team like it, it's bad for the tight ends just because Fitzpatrick doesn't really target the tight ends that's the main thing of it um but um aside from that I mean like. <laughs> it's just like he definitely just seems like a shithead. <laughs> he 
just needs to get his act together. But, like, come on. They confirmed that there was nobody else right in the car, that his friend was, like, not there. Yeah, was was Ronald Darby there? Or... Right, they were, uh, they were saying he wasn't. Gotcha, because, like, <laughs> I'll, I've noticed, like, this, and then the big thing at Florida State with that allegation, like, Ronald Darby is always there. I'm like, yo, what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> come on, Darby. Um, what are you doing, Darby? But, yeah, like, I mean, you're always talking about, like, no one was really, like, surprised that Jameis Winston is kind of an asshole. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he had that from, from not, Florida kind of, State, but, you know, mm-hmm. his whole life. And like, Come on, man. <laughs> like, you want to, like, try to, like, be like, oh, these guys are young, look, grow up. But, like, he's, he's what, how old now? I mean, look, I mean, he's, like, 20-something now, 24, 25. Let me see. I'm looking it up right now. He's 24 now, 24 okay. and a half now. And so, that's, that's older than I am. And so, like, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, and this happened in 2016. So, he's, he was, like, uh, he was about my age when this Uber driver thing happened. And, like, that's like that's not something that would ever cross my mind to to do. Like it's not like an age thing. Yeah, like maybe you can maybe you say the crab leg thing was or like standing up on a table and shouting was. Yeah, like that, that's yeah. that's in it. that that can be an age thing. But like the the rape allegations at FSU, which honestly reading the transcript, I don't know how he got away. Like just fully with that baffles me. And then like this thing, some people just some people just suck. And like that's kind of where I think this is falling. It's like there's. There's like you know sometimes sing- like single incidents, but this guy has shown like a pattern of being a like a piece of shit, and so yeah. I don't like. Yep, it's like it's to the point where it's uh, even if he wasn't suspended, would you want him on your fantasy team? And yeah. the answer is no, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah he's still lucky the way the FSU thing went because they they ended up paying out like a million dollars to the, the the woman in the case too, which basically is admitting they fucked up so right it's not hard to not rape people yeah (laughs) not to make a joke of it but like it's so simple and straightforward right that like these guys just don't some of these guys just don't get it like he said he's gonna stop drinking it's like so that's what happens when you drink you become a rapist yeah it's not a good look in general like for the just the general male population one Two, like, for football players, and then three, that looks terrible for your family. Yeah. Know, just, and then the Bucks, it's just, like, I don't know, it's just bad. And it's, I, aside from, like, for me, like, I mentioned this right before I started recording, like, I'm not going to be having him on any team just because, like, I don't want to reform. And so that's that's a personal choice. But even if that's not part of it, there is still a fantasy impact of this as well. Where, okay, one, he's missing three games. And two, like, if you do Dynasty, he's now a long-term risk one more thing and he could just be out of the league so yep if you're a dynasty league i don't know how you could take him even if though he is only 24 and he could easily play another 10 years easily it's i mean he could also not he could get in trouble again and be out of football forever yeah and like i'm not trying to like sit here on a high horse and like, cause like I've, I've rostered players in the shit. Like I, I rostered Zeke and like, I mean, after reading through that, I'm, I'm still not sure what happened with that one. With, 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 with all this stuff now, I've tried to kind of read through the transcripts and try to make somewhat of my own decision on it. And like That's with good. the Winston thing, I like, I've kind of decided I'd, what I think of him and with Zeke, I'm not really sure. And like, I've had Tyree Campbell on the team before, you know, all, all about his history. And so I'm not like, I'm not trying to say like, oh, I'm on this high horse, but like I'm now that we're doing this podcast and like fantasy football is like a large part of what I do on a regular basis now i'm kind of taking into account more i don't know 
Well, yeah, because somebody like Zeke, the media jumped on him immediately because he's a little cocky, which tends to happen to players that are cocky. They kind of get blasted yeah. by the media. Or on the Cowboys but... in general. But <laughs> Yeah, that too. But they deserve it for being Cowboys. Anyway, <laughs> with Jameis Winston, it's it's not that situation. It's not like a yeah. misread. Like, I would say that Cam Newton is mislabeled um, very highly just because he is rather outgoing with his confidence, as I'll put it. Uh, Jameis Winston, he just seems like a not like a good dude. Yeah, and like with like with Cam, like there was that one thing at the press conference where he said that whatever, like so like a one talking about routes and like. Yeah, he said something he shouldn't have said, but like, it, it, the keyword is said. That's that's all it was, and so yeah, yeah, <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, definitely. He's just he's that, just kind of like and like he's he's just like arrogant, and that's kind of that. Right. Of, Some think, people are not good with words, but it doesn't mean they're a, a they're you know they're a bad person. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everyone everyone knows Cam's arrogant. That's kind of like <laughs> not yeah. to like shit on more people but like it's kind of obvious to his aura just kind of exudes that but um yeah yep. i don't know so no anyway it's kind of a little bit of a rant on that but obviously, we won't like, tell you who to draft you can make that up for yourself yeah that's the thing uh, about, like with fantasy football it's the great thing like you can choose how you want to run your team so yeah like if you want to like trade for him and get a value in dynasty with this like go for it like yeah personally we'll be staying away from it but Mm-hmm. To each their own. Yeah, I'm not. I'm never. I mean, I've never been a Bucks fan. Like I'm a Falcons guy, so it's not. It's not <laughs> right. hard for me to root against him anyway. So, yeah. True. But um, anyway, that's that's pretty much the only piece of news. There's obviously some training camp. There's not training camp. Like some mini camp blurbs, but that's all about the same thing. And like honestly, like unless it's something negative, like it's not worth paying attention to because everyone's apparently awesome. In, right. Every that. single rookie quarterback is apparently doing amazing in training yeah. camp so they, far. They even like, think right. Josh Allen makes good decisions. So, like, that's <laughs> that's all you need to know. Um, but, yeah, so here what we're going to do. Um, we're going to take some stands on some players. Um, we're going to go in-depth on a couple guys with negative and positive takes. Um, discuss some guys that we think are, you know, going above or below where they should be based on their ADP. Mm-hmm. and um kind of do it so now, right now it's gonna be specific players i think in the future we'll do something where we kind of dig into like specific situations like murky backfields or like you know crowder receiving cores or something but this right. one we'll just stick it to individual players and <laughs> we contemplated making a drinking game from this um but i think <laughs> we're gonna figure out something a little more structured or something to do on that one yeah but that is coming that's yeah. in the books we're have a drinking cast <laughs> not saying i'm not drinking uh, right now, uh, which I am, <laughs> but I will be copiously drinking the next time. This is a casual drink. Yeah, if if I'd already been to the gym, I'd totally join you. But <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, want to pop some champagne before I go work out. Ugh. Uh, that sounds like ar- arguably the worst thing. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like <laughs> things to consume right before working out. And as far as like, there's obviously a lot of foods you won't want to consume, but like as far as beverages. Like, alcohol and carbonation, I feel like, would be a really bad combo. Oh, God. And there's not even caffeine. Like, if you did, like, a Jaeger bomb or, like, a vodka Red Bull, at least you get some caffeine in it. But, like... I guess. Then you have to live with the fact that you just had a Jaeger bomb. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know. It's probably good to go to a gym after that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, I think it was last summer, actually. Uh... 
Well, the two of my friends and I, we did what we called a Jaeger missile, where we basically we got a Red Bull, like we were going to shotgun it, drink a little bit out of it, and pour a shot of Jaeger in it, and then shotgun that Red Bull with the Jaeger shot. Well, ugh. Oh, God. <laughs> that sounds miserable. It was just no. like, we just like kind of had an idea. We're like, why let's give it a whirl? How was it? Um, I mean, it tasted better than Jaeger Bomb because it was less Jaeger. But okay. I don't know. I mean, it's you get some of both worlds. You get like, you know, the vodka Red Bull part of it, and you get the Jaeger Bomb part of it, but you avoid some of the negatives of each. Hmm. I did have a guy tell me the other day that. Uh, but you also have to shotgun it. Uh, that's, <laughs> see, that's, that's rough. I don't know if I can shotgun it. <laughs> Anyways, I go ahead. Yeah, no, I had this guy the other day tell me that uh, he was drinking uh, Colt 45 with Sunny D. And I was like, that sounds like possibly the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so sorry for you and your body. It sounds like a, <laughs> something like you drink in prison. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, no, no, actually, he said first uh, – it was a Colt 45 with orange juice, and then his girlfriend or whatever was like, it was Sunny D. It wasn't even <laughs> orange juice. <laughs> that, I just had to add it on. It wasn't it even orange juice. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, man. Oh, Be man. careful what you drink, folks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of things that sound unbearable, uh, drafting mm. Jarek McKinnon at his current ADP <laughs> sounds pretty unbearable. Um, nice segue. Yeah, he's going at number 25 overall, uh, 15th RB off the board. And um, I said, I'm – we okay, so he's he's on our list of guys that are, like, being overdrafted. But I've also got, like, a big old spiel on him. So let me, mm. let me just delve in. So Deep dive. There we go, baby. Yeah, this is, a deep, this is like, one of the – this is, like, a bad version of a deep dive. This is, like, you're going scuba diving in, like, the Ohio River or something. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> or even just snorkeling. Um, not even that contained. So, so McKinnon. So, the the injury thing is usually not on him. He's on the injury report some, but he hasn't missed a ton of games. Um, he's missed some. He missed five in 2014 and one in 2016. So, okay. i missing some games, but nothing terrible. It yeah. is concerning because he doesn't usually get a huge workload, though. So you're like, why is he, why is he even missing games to start with? Um, but from there, um, this is something I pointed out. Um, he, let's see, he couldn't beat out Matt Asiata in 2014. Um, he um, barely outtouched Matt Asiata in 2016. And he got out touched by Latavius Murray in 2017. I'm going through that because I was, I wrote these down a bit ago, but, um, yeah. So, um, by a lot. Yeah. Like Latavius won that backfield with flying colors. Yeah. So the big thing was Latavius started like injured in the season. And that's why like, like he probably would have gotten some goal line carries from Dalvin cook early on too. But, um, like obviously that didn't happen. And like, and like, while like while cook was balling, like McKinnon was doing pretty much nothing. So like, that that's kind of something to consider too. Just how like Cook is just significantly all around better than him. But um, yeah, yeah. So like even in 2014 and 2016, he got vultured all the time by Matt Asiata, and obviously still by Latavius. Um, and in 2016, um, when he pretty much barely outtouched Asiata, um, McKinnon averaged 3.4 yards per carry, while uh, Asiata averaged 3.3 yards per carry. So about the same. 
And then last year, McKinnon averaged 3.8 yards per carry, while Murray averaged 3.9 yards per carry. So she's getting out-touched and vultured by Asiata and Latavius Murray and isn't doing like anything significantly more with his touches, his rushing touches, than, uh, than they are. So this is my first gripe. He's not a good runner between the, like, between the tackles. He's just not. Like, is he an athletic freak? Yeah. Is he a pretty decent receiving back? I'll give, I'll give, I can give him that. But, like, I don't I don't think he's just all of a sudden going to become a three-down guy. And, like, people are going to point to, oh, like, Devonta Freeman's, like, the same size. Like, well, Devonta Freeman's actually a good running back. Like, the problem with McKinnon is, like, he was a quarterback in college and he converted, you know, to running back. And it t- takes taking some time to get used to it. And he's got, like, a little better at running between the tackles, but he's still not, like, that good at it. Like, I just don't think he's a good runner. And that's my biggest issue with this ADP is that like people like he's being drafted like right next to Christian McCaffrey and people are assuming he's like like McCaffrey's a better runner and receiver than McKinnon is. It's like yep. So and he's the feature back. Yeah, it's just like he's gonna get way more targets. I this is a I I love that he's your guy because we've talked about McKinnon before and I've definitely like put my opinion out there that i don't understand the hype around him whatsoever mm-hmm. it's literally just opportunity based it like it, it is but he's every time i've seen him like take the field and it's his shot to become the feature back he has super underperformed yeah he just hasn't done it yet i don't i agree i don't get what's different this year like like who, like, who else is there? They've got, like, Joe Williams and Matt Breida and Draymond McNichols. Like, there's, like, there's not really anyone else there, but, like, I guarantee there are going to be times where he comes off the field because they're just trying to, like, pound it or something. Like, Yeah. So, anyway. There's more, though. There's more. It's not just this. So, But wait. There's more. So, last year, the Vikings line was not good to start the year, but they got a lot better. Like, they were pretty much, like, a top 12 unit, like, top 10, 12 unit by the end of the season. People like just I want to attribute McKinnon's failures last year to that, but like Murray got more yards per carry than him, so yeah, suck it. Um, <laughs> so okay, fun fact. So after the bye week in week nine, this is to go to the the rushing thing. The Vikings rushed for 100 yards or more every single game after that bye, and Murray outtouched McKinnon in every one of those games. Um, at least that was right. I don't know if I don't remember if that included receiving or not, but like he got more rushing looks every single game. Um, I think it, I think most of them include receiving. I, I'm talking about his inability to actually be a good runner. Um, right. So that goes along with that. Um, and then, just fairly important. Yeah, that's uh, like you can be a good receiver. Like Theo Riddick can catch passes. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's very good at catching the ball. Yeah, just go draft Theo. Where's, where's Theo? Let me let, let me look up. Let me let me look up Theo. You can get Theo Riddick. At the 100, you can get him like near the end. Of, like 144 is what the Riddick's going. <laughs> if you want a running back, you can just like catch the ball. Well, you can draft Theo Riddick real late. Like, right. Or like, where's Duke Johnson going? Like, let's see, Duke Ooh, Johnson yeah. he's going at one, 104. Okay. Like, you can get Chris Thompson at 95. Like, you can get Tariq Cohen at, um, what's that, like 80, 89 overall. Like 80, yeah. So, like, what I'm saying is, like, you, okay, you can get Geo at 129. Like, uh, he 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 can catch the ball well. Like, <laughs> but that's that's fine. Like, he's not even the best at that. Like, even I mean, he's he's pretty decent at it because he's like athletic. You get him in space, obviously he'll do something with it. But 
Like, and then here's the, like, his touchdown upside is way lower, too, because he's gonna get vultured. Even if the running backs aren't that good, like, he's gonna get vultured. He's, he's not a good red zone runner. And that's shown by how many, like, how many looks he has not gotten. So, last, I think, year, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, I think it, it's also how much people are hyping the Niners this offseason, which is a little bit, yeah, like, unprecedented. Just because it's it's Kyle Shanahan, everyone thinks he's going to be Devontae with the Falcons, but the Niners are not as good as the Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> by any means. I don't think the scoring opportunities are going to be as high because I don't think as a team they're going to be as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, I'm looking through those running backs, and, like, none of them are, like, huge guys, but, like, Joe Williams and Jeremy McNichols are both bigger than um, freaking Jarek McKinnon. How big is Matt Breed? I'm looking him up. Uh, no, Breed is Breed is a smaller back too. So he's 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 like he's the guy who's kind of getting screwed over by the McKinnon thing here. But um, anyway, so yeah, back to this. McKinnon is not a red zone guy. So last year Murray got more than twice as many red zone looks. So looks as in like you know like I guess opportunities. So touches and targets. Um, he got more than twice as many red zone looks as McKinnon. It was forty nine to twenty three, and double the touches inside the five. So like touches including like receptions and um rushes so he out touched mckinnon 14 to 7 inside the five and then that's also he like missed the first few games and like didn't play all early on and was hurt early and then uh, in 2016 mckinnon mckinnon had 30 red zone looks in 2016 but matt asiata had 40 red zone looks so if Jeez. Matt if Matt Asiata or Asiata see I don't even know how to say his fucking name like if that guy's getting more red zone looks than you and then okay inside the five is where it gets buck wild let me tell you what so inside <laughs> the five 2016 McKinnon got four touches okay Matt okay. Asiata got 21 Jeez. like if Matt Asiata is getting more than five times as many touches inside the five as you you're not good in the in like right on the end zone like that's I think I think that says it all. Like, like I'm not saying he has no value. Like, I'm just saying don't. He's not. He's being drafted at like at his maximum possible ceiling. Right. Which like, is it's like the early or mid second round, right? Yeah, he's going off as the 25th overall pick here. I don't know if it's standard or PPR. Or okay. Pro- probably like, but he's going off like in the second round, pretty much. Like that's dumb, that's that's dumb poopy diaper bullshit. <laughs> like the guys he's going ahead of, like so he's he's going ahead of Kelsey Hill, Mixon, Baldwin, Hilton, Thielen, Derrick Henry, Zach Ertz, um, let's see Amari Jeez. Cooper, Josh Gordon, Larry Fitzgerald, Darius Geis. Marius Thomas, and like that starts to kind of drop off, but it makes sense. But See, like, I would take Darius Geis, an unproven rookie, over Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, and he just... has Chris Thompson that he's competing with, and I still would take Geis over McKinnon. Yeah, there's just all these guys that like I don't like in PPR leagues. Will they have like can he be an RB two in PPR leagues? Yeah, he'll probably get a lot of you know passes thrown his way if he stays healthy under the workload which may not even be that huge. He can be an RB2 in PPR leagues. Sure. But, like, I don't see anything more than that. He's not He's not a good runner, like, typical rainback runner. And, based, like, despite the lead change to a passing league, that's still needed. 
and like he's not a red zone guy, so like there's not really upside. So I don't know. Like yeah. if you're drafting a fucking running back in the second round, like you're you're hoping he can be like. You're like if you draft a running back in the first two rounds, you're pretty much saying this guy could probably be a top six running back, or this guy will like this guy has some upside. Like yeah, and that's uh, part of why I'm thinking Lashawn McCoy like is being overdrafted also right now. But anyway, like it's either like it's uh, he's not safe and he doesn't have the upside. Like he's neither of those things you want in a high draft pick. That's yeah, it's, I, that's uh, I, I yeah yeah. <laughs> I don't, have, I don't have more words on this. <laughs> I'm done. Stop taking Jarek McKinnon in the second round, please. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like, you know what? He might blow up. He might be awesome. I don't see it. Like, like, I, I would – f- if you were, like, going to the fourth, I would be, like, kind of okay with it. Because that's – like, if he were going, like, after, like, right around or after, like, Collins and Drake, I would be like, that's kind of fine. Like, that's about what I put him with. I was expecting the third round to be his ceiling, like, yeah. on like honestly, but the second to me seems ridiculous. Yeah, because I mean I think Collins and Kenny and Drake are being overdrafted too, but they're going like end of the third, so that's like, if you were going like end of the third, that'd be more that'd be more reasonable, but still, right. still not good. It's still not good. It's still not smart. I don't know. Anyway, do you want to go through some more guys that um, you, that we feel like you think like are being overdrafted at their ADP right now? Yeah, I'll talk about a few. Um, the big one that I hate saying because I've had him in fantasy is Travis Kelsey. It's being taken in the third right now, and I get it. There's not a lot of good tight ends. Like there really aren't. Um. I'm sure Pat Mahomes will use Travis Kelsey, but he's not going to use him. I think it's more about like a tempering expectations thing. Mm-hmm. I don't I like that might be an okay place to draft him is the third round kind of where he's going. I would do it a little later. I don't think he's going to have the same production this year as last year. Especially with Alex Smith leaving, going to the Redskins. Got Pat Mahomes now, who we know is a bit of a gunslinger. I think Sammy Watkins is going to eat into a couple of targets or two from Kelsey. And I think that uh, the new quarterback is going to change the playbook a lot. So I'm not really sure what to expect out of this Chiefs offense. That's basically what I'm saying. I think it's going to have to change a lot, and I think Andy Reid likes to do that. He does like to change his offense mm. up year to year, change some things around. And when, when that happens, your players are going to have different uh, expectations. So for me, I, I don't like Travis Kelsey being drafted as high as he is, yeah. even though like I think he's a phenomenal athlete. I just don't think he's going to be used in the same way he was last year. So it's sort of like a precautionary thing. Um, that's the big thing. I, I agree on that. Like he, he is really good. And like, if, if he gets the production he's been getting, he's, he's worth the spot there. But like, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's what you're, that's the key thing of what you're saying is like, we, like, you don't feel it. I, I agree that like the production is going to be there the same way this year. And that's the issue. Cause like, 
Alex, he doesn't have dump down King and Alex Smith, and even like even yeah, though was, even though he was throwing the deep ball, while, like hey, how many fucking times have we heard Alex Smith had a career year throwing the deep ball? It was the best deep ball thrower in the league last year. Oh, right, uh, like <laughs> <laughs> like no, like Patrick Mahomes, like that's 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 what he does on a yeah. regular basis. It's not going to be like an outlier for him. Like I have I have no idea if Alex Smith is going to throw a deep ball ever again in Washington. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, back to it. I I agree. Though. Like, unless I'm getting Gronk, I'm, I'm waiting on a tight end, and that's that's a big part of it. And like, regardless of how, even like if you think Gronk or Kelsey are awesome, like you only you only need one tight end, right? Like, in pretty much every league, and like you don't want to flex a tight end because that's usually not optimal. And so like, if you can if you can wait on a tight end fine this year because there are a lot of guys late that I think could be viable, and. That and I mean it, it's it's one of those quote unquote like onesie positions. So, right, the opportunity cost is way bigger taking him there. And if he's if he's not right up there, if he is not the number two tight end, and he's not like kind of close to Gronk and scoring, you wasted a pick big time. Right. I mean, if you took Travis Kelsey in the third, and he's like the the tenth best tight end. That's a bust. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only way is tight end 10 if he gets hurt. Like, he's going to be yeah. a top five as long as he's healthy, even if the opportunity is less. Because, like, their defense is bad. It gets, like, not as bad. I, I, I assume it's going to be worse than last year. It will be. They'll be throwing more. The overall, well, like, quote-unquote tie is going to grow. But They are going to have Eric Berry, which is a huge part of their defense. Yeah. But that the front line is what got decimated. Yeah. And that's, that's they lost big. Tom Bahali. Who else is gone? Isn't um I know Marcus Peters is gone, but um Yeah, they did lose Peters. The other guy, uh the um uh, <laughs> blanking. But um, of the J. Mm, I'm blanking too. I'm not a Chiefs guy, I'm a Raiders guy. You know this. <laughs> Phone a friend, Jay Watt. <laughs> but um <laughs> help. The, the the consensus is that based on the losses and lack of additions on their defense, they're gonna, you know, have a worse defense. So like it it may balance out some, but I I do I do feel you there though on the whole. Like, Derek Johnson, there it is. There you go. He went to the Raiders. Yeah, I should have known that for the. <laughs> ah. But um, I don't pay much attention to defense sometimes. I just yeah. kind of like I can't, I kind of keep track of like loss and gain as opposed to like who it was. Mm-hmm. But um. Right, right, and yeah. So there was one other guy I was kind of down on. Uh, if you're interested. Eh. Okay. <laughs> We'll move on. <laughs> no, no. Um, all right. Another guy that kind of pains me to say it's a big name. I'm not super high on LaShawn McCoy this year. Uh, he's awesome. Super good running back. Always. They don't have a quarterback. <laughs> their offense is not going to be good. I'm sorry. Like, their offense is going to suck. I don't – I can't even remember. Like, is Kelvin Benjamin their number one wide receiver? He's going to have – who's his help offensively? Z- there's Zay Jones. There's Zay <laughs> Jones. Oh, God, we're all saved. He, he, could, he could run really fast and also <laughs> through windows. LaShawn McCoy is turning 30 in July. He's been unnaturally healthy the past couple years for a running back. And they're going to abuse the hell out of him and give him a lot of carries. It wouldn't, like, I don't want to put it into the universe. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he got injured and didn't have a good year. I'm not that high on him. Yeah, and, like, the opportunity will be there. And so, like, that's part of the reason where I'm like, 
like he's going like late second right now and i feel like if i'm like middle of the third and he's there and like i i went like receiver receiver i would probably i would definitely consider him just because the guys around him like kind of after him i'm not big on and then like mm. i could get it like rookies later but like yeah if it's middle of the third or like late third yeah i'll take mccoy but i, I don't know if i'd spend a second round pick on him Right, because what that's saying to me is that, like, if you're drafting, right, so maybe you start with wide receiver, you get a great wide receiver, now you're going to take a running back. Are you going to put all your money on LaShawn McCoy to be your RB1? Yeah, say, like, okay, so if I picked fifth in a 12-teamer and I went, like, if I went, like, AB and then it came back around, I went, like, Devontae Adams, and then it comes back to me again with my third-round pick, mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm looking at, like, okay, LaShawn McCoy. And yeah, because then, then you could get a rookie, and that'd be okay. Yeah. Because with McCoy, like, I, there's not an upside with McCoy this year. There's just not. Right. Exactly. There's not an upside. I, I feel like you can say there is some floor based on, like... Volume? Just that he will get the ball a shitload. Like, metric shit ton is the proper unit of measurement for how much they'll try to give LaShawn McCoy the ball this year. <laughs> but... I mean, like, it's not it's not going to be effective. Like, there are going to be plenty of weeks where you may just get, like, and if, it, and if it's a PPR, like, it'll help, too, like, or even half PPR. But there are definitely going to be some weeks where, you know, like, it's going to be, like, 12 points, you know. Yep. Didn't, didn't bone you, but, like, there are going to be a lot of weeks where the touchdowns are not there for him. And, like, he, he will he gets a yard. He gets, he's a yardage guy. So, like, is he, is he kind of safe? Like, yeah, barring injury, he's probably safe. And, like, even when the – the defense is decent enough. I don't think the game script's going to be too awful until, like, like until the end of the game. Like, I can see, like, mid-third quarter the games get out of hand there. But He also benefited a lot from Tyrod. Yeah, it's a big thing. Tyrod helped him out a lot. And I'm sorry, I don't I, – I mean, good God, A.J. McCarron, Nathan Peterman. Who's the other one? Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> They're stacking the box is the point. <laughs> exactly <laughs> and like the bills don't pass much in general and so like they, they he's faced some stack boxes but it's gonna be a lot worse volume is gonna be there don't know if the production will be so i'm a little cautious on him it's basically my yeah in a nutshell it, it's, it's not an upside pick yep like who else is around him like in that spot so like the problem is all the guys before him there's like a gap so like after like like Cook and McCaffrey, which and sort of even then, Freeman's yeah, going say, right around him. So like, if you have a choice of Freeman or McCoy, a hundred percent Freeman every time for me. Absolutely. But, and okay, this is the tough one. Would you go Jordan Howard or LaShawn McCoy? I would take Jordan Howard, ten it, out of ten times. It, it pains me because I've not been big on Jordan Howard. I'm sort of coming around on him, and like I think I would take Joe Mixon over. Uh, actually, I don't know about Joe Mixon. That'd be that'd be probably the break point for me. That would be a toss up. Yeah, that's where it starts. That's where the toss-up hits. But um, yeah. What about so. Derrick Henry? Would you take Henry? That's, I was about point? to think that too. That's a close one too. Just be like the the issue. It's that that that's a point of like upside versus floor. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's 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 how do you want to draft at that point? I would bet on Henry. I would like especially in a if I was a dynasty league. I would. Oh yeah, I would, dynasty I would definitely... of course. Duh. Okay. Just because the the disparity of how long you'll have these guys, but um. Okay, here's the thing. Like, I I probably wouldn't draft McCoy not because of him, but because of how I would be drafting my team. 
Like, okay. I would just go a receiver there or Gronk there or something. Because right, right, so it's like right now it's Evans, McCoy, Gronk, like, all in that row there on ADP. Yeah. Um, unless I'm looking at the wrong thing. Um, oh, no, that, that was PPR even. But, um, yes, yeah, so like right around him is like Devonta Freeman and Devonta. Like, like, there are plenty of guys like around him who might just take instead or go wide right receiver and then go rookie running backs later. That's going to be my strategy in a lot of leagues this year. Fun fact, guys. Lots of rookie running backs. Get them all, baby. They're all really good. So, gotta catch them all. And, like, you can, <laughs> after Barkley, the first one going is Geis, and that's like fourth round. So, yeah. I like Geis. I like Geis a lot. Yeah. And it's even later in PPR. It's like Geis and Penny, the first guy's going in like the fourth. So, like, I could, I could easily see myself going like receiver, receiver, tight end, bunch of running backs or something. Mm. But um, anyway, that's enough about that. So yeah, I agree. Just like just based on his lack of a ceiling, that a second round pick is probably not great. But his floor is okay for like a mid third, so it's not too egregious. But I yeah, I don't think anyone's that hyped. Like I think he will fall in a lot of drafts. Is the thing. Yeah. Like once it actually comes time, people are gonna be like, ew, the Bills. Which is kind of what we've been doing. But well, a lot of people are just gonna take him because he's Lashawn McCoy. That's also true too. So I think it'll balance out. You're right, but um, anyway. definitely the more established drafts though are gonna probably he'll drop. Yeah, yeah, he I, I he could, I don't know, it's getting up there in running back age and touches, but um, anyway. yeah. Enough about uh these guys we don't want to touch. Who are some <laughs> guys we do want to touch? That sounded mm-hmm. weird. Who are some guys we do want to draft at their ADPs? <laughs> Mm. Uh, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Um, go ahead and give me one and then I'll pop in. Okay. Um, Sony Michelle, some guy I'll start with. I like sticking that. I like with the, it. Sticking with the running backs. He's uh, being taken right now. It looks like early fifth. Uh, yeah. Might be a little late, I think, for Sony Michelle. Uh, Patriots are. Patriots have changed strategies. I don't know if people have picked up on that, but for a very long time, they were like no stars, no feature, anything, no nothing like that. And then they're kind of at the like the twilight of their career. So they've kind of been changing that up a bit. Sony Michelle could become the feature back of this team. Mm-hmm. Definitely has the talent uh, and they're going to get in the ball. I mean, so I don't I, I would. Uh, like I like these rookies a lot. I like these rookies a lot, and yeah. I think the fifth round's a little late for this guy. Yeah, I I know it's not interesting when we just agree all the time, but like <laughs> I I like I do agree. The Patriots backfield is like overall pretty productive. Last year they had like 400 rushes, uh, almost 1,800 yards, 16 rushing touchdowns, nine more receiving touchdowns for the backs, almost a thousand yards receiving for the backs, like. Right. Um. See, PPR. So, fantasy points like standard. It was four hundred twenty-four. PPR is five fifty. Like, they're they're like what I guess what I'm saying is their backfield overall is really productive just because they're a good team. They're a high-scoring team. Yeah. So like, this is one I want to get a piece of, and it's probably Sonny Michelle. And like, I would consider drafting Burkhead later too, just to be safe. And like, he may have some like, he may have some value too, just like just just because it's the Patriots backfield. Like, it's yeah, like the Patriots like. Even if Michelle only gets like sixty percent of the touches, it's still like worth a lot more than like eighty percent 
of LaShawn. Like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, McCoy will get a lot of touches, but, like, they might not be worth nearly as much as Michelle's touches. And, like, uh, I picked up Dion Lewis last year in a bunch of leagues, and he ha- he was a phenomenal for yeah. me. They just got rid of him and sent him to the Titans. Who's going to pick up the slack there? It's Sony Michelle. Yeah. Because James White, his role is going to pretty much stay the same. Yeah, I, I agree. And like James White's kind of the odd man out here too. And the big thing with Sonny Michelle is he's he's actually already a good pass blocker. Which yeah. For Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, that's that's huge. why they took him. Yeah. <laughs> like he could receive and pass block, so that's a huge part of it. So I I agree that I like Sonny Michelle a lot. And um, a lot of these like top 12, 10, 5 running backs are like in good offenses. Like let me go. I can go through who it was last year, but like I mean Gurley. Like Lev Bell, like Kamara, mm-hmm. like all these guys are on good offenses. Yeah. So, like even Cream Hunt, like if you're on a bad offense, it's a lot harder to be like a good story. Like I mean, look at Jordan Howard; he got so many freaking touches, and he couldn't do enough with it. Like he was still an okay running back, but it was so up and down just because that team was so bad. <laughs> so John Fox. John. So I'm not. So I'm not big on Kenyon Drake either, but um, I mean, get to that. Um. We'll get there. Yeah, I'll start with a uh, receiver that I'm kind of I'm a fan of. Um, okay, it's a it's a Jets guy. Woo! <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Robbie Anderson is um, gonna be my positive guy here, taking a stand for him. Um, it's kind of a little hypocritical on the whole, like you know, is this guy a good person or not? Um, I do think that speeding and like saying some dumb shit to a cop is a lot different than assaulting a woman, though. So, agreed. Was he drunk driving or was he just speeding? I don't know. Yeah. Like, okay, like, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna assume alcohol was involved, particularly with the altercation with the cop. Yeah, and so like <laughs> a drunk drunk driving's bad and dumb. Like I've not done it, and like people of all ages do it, and like. That's bad, and they shouldn't do it, and someone can get hurt. But he 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 didn't hurt anyone, and at something where like no one was negatively affected by this besides himself. So that's where I can be a little more forgiving on it, and right. say like speeding and talking shit to a cop is a more like immaturity thing as than as opposed to just being kind of a shitty thing. Like he's young in the NFL, getting money now. Like these guys are gonna do some dumb stuff. It's gonna happen. Like as far as like that goes, but he he didn't hurt anyone else. And as long as he can stay, like he has kind of a history of being a knucklehead, quote unquote. So like, if he can, but his things are like the drug and alcohol stuff, which obviously, like I said, it's not good. But he's as long as he's not directly harming anyone else, I can I can live with it on my conscience. I think. Okay. <laughs> but um. I'm just going to talk about him being a good football player and we'll hope that he gets everything straight. I don't think he's going to get suspended. He may get like one game, but um, I don't, I don't think so. He had all of his stuff was acquitted. He went to his court hearings and there was something like the judge set him the wrong date. So he was going to get in trouble. And they're like, no, you messed up. Not me. Yeah. So the thing like, don't, don't like speed real bad. Don't drink and drive. Don't tell a cop you're gonna nut in his wife's eye. Like <laughs> all all things on the. That was a real list. quote, by the way. That wasn't like spur of the yeah. moment. No, it's funny. I got I got my uncle like a shirt that said like Got Anderson on it. Like it was Got Milk things. Like within a week of that, like within a week of like, me giving him that shirt, the Rob Anderson thing came up, and he's like, he's like, dude, that's so funny. <laughs> oh my god, Got Milk, Got yeah. Anderson. Yeah, I don't know. Within a week. Yeah. Anyway, so. 
Um, yeah, assuming these these are things that he can grow out of because it's these are more immature things than being a shithead things. Just kind of being a, a, a young kind of douche in the NFL. It happens. Um, yep. Young dumbass. Yeah. Like I said, only for now, only fighting himself as long as it stays that way. Anyway, um, so he, um, Robbie Anderson, onto the actual football stuff. Last year, he had only two games under five targets in 2017. Um, one of those was week 17, where they played Bryce Petty, so I'm not counting that. So he had one legitimate game in the fantasy season under five targets. Um, the other one was in week two, and I know no one was starting him yet. Um, so he actually had seven games as a top 24 receiver last year. So wide, that's wide receiver two cut off pretty much. That's more than Julio Jones, Stefan Diggs, and Adam Thielen had. And it's the same number as AJ Green and Mike Evans had. So oh, wow. he's a guy who can like be pretty boss. And then, so six of those seven uh, top 24 games came from week seven to 16, AKA when you're actually starting him. Um, <laughs> right. That's actually tied for the second most in that span, only behind Hopkins. So, oh, wow. So like when he started coming on last year, like, he was legit. He was a top twenty-four receiver for that span, and it was you could you could start him, and he was a waiver wire gem. Um, yeah, he, also, he saved me. He like yeah. won me games. Yeah, he was great last year. Um, he had three weeks as a top twelve wide receiver, so that's that wide receiver one cut off. That's actually the same number as Julio Jones and Stephon Diggs had last year um, as a wide receiver one. And then he actually uh, this is kind of a thing I looked into. He won't be facing a lot of shutdown corners this year. Um, he wanted to play Darius Slay, Jalen Ramsey, and uh, Xavier Rhodes once. So those are obviously be tough ones. But um, he's not a slot guy, so like he's not gonna. Have to, he, he wanted to play Chris Harris that game. There's not like a lot of shutdown guys on the list, and unless some of these young guys instantly get really good, and like I think he got the best of Tremaine Edmonds in like one or two of the games last year. Then um, let me see, game one not so much. He was also not that. Um, they played Buffalo in week nine or something. Mm-hmm. And he got 48, four for 48 and a touchdown. So that was fine. Like Tremaine Edmonds or Edwards. No, it's not here. Which one? Who's oh, Tredavious. The, Tredavious White. That's what I'm thinking. Sorry. Tredavious White's their corner. Yeah, it's a lot of Tred names. And um, yeah, so he's, I don't think he's enough of a threat yet. It's obviously annoying. But there are, he's not going to like face a big row of shutdown corners like Dez had to last year or anything. Oh, yeah, for sure. Which so, is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in the division, it's basically Tredavious White. Uh, who else? Patriots? I mean... Yeah, who else is correct? Um, <laughs> right. They lost Butler, right? Yeah. Like the Patriots don't have a good defensive back. The Dolphins... <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Minka Fitzpatrick. New safety. Most... Yeah. Like, so, like And, like, most rookie corners, too. Like, rookie safeties, like, aren't huge. Like, Marshawn Lattimore is a huge outlier on that. Like, they get... They usually get targeted a lot. And, like... Right. Because they're rookies. So, um, anyway. So, aside from that, he... Robbie Anderson was tied for 17th in targets last year um, at times with Brandon Cooks. And going along with that, so Brandon Cooks is a big play threat. It makes sense. He's usually not like a huge target volume guy. Um, Robbie had 14.93 yards per reception last year. That was 20th among wide receivers with 25 catches, and that was 10th among guys with 50-plus receptions, um, which basically means of the guys you were actually considering using, he was 10th in yards per reception. <laughs> um, so, Go Robbie. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I I think 50 plus receptions is a good cutoff because like they're, you're not going to use many guys who have fewer than that. So, and remind me again where he's being drafted. He is being drafted 96 overall as wide receiver 39. 
Wow. That's that's a value. That's a that's a lot of it too. He's going really late. Like the the reason I chose him was because like I think he's gonna finish way better than his ADP, and I think McKinnon's gonna finish below his ADP. Slash, it's not a good pick there. And yeah, he's he's been pretty good. Let me see how many how many catches does Sammy Watkins have last year? That came in my mind, and I was like, you know, he like he's a guy people were starting last year. And I don't know if he hit 50 catches or not actually. I know, yeah. Sam only had 39 catches last year, damn. But um, Yeah, he did not have, like, a super great year. Yeah. Anyway, so back on track, I just thought of that and had to check it. Um, so who's the competition for Robbie Anderson in uh, on the Jets for receptions? That's right. There really isn't much. Um, <laughs> you're going to tell me Terrell Pryor is going to take, really? Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, he and Jermaine Curse are both, like, 28, 29. Um, they don't have a tight end. Correct. All. <laughs> um, speaking of drunk driving, the Titans. <laughs> didn't they have the one Titan like Hennon or Hernan or whatever for DUI or something? Yeah, they drafted this guy Chris Herndon from Miami, and I believe he had a drunk driving altercation. So, yeah, just goes to show, don't draft people from Miami. <laughs> and like, Curse had an okay year last year too, but yeah. I mean, he was Very there. Middling. Yeah, and Robbie Anderson was producing with him there, so that's that's part of it. Quincy Inunua, he was good in 2016. Um, obviously, that was a neck injury, so that's obviously you know something you have to be concerned with. Mm -hmm. He he was relevant in 2016. That's pretty much it. So I have no idea how much he'll get used. And but he was a, he's a totally different receiver. So Quincy Inunua yeah. is like your over the middle bruising wide receiver. I think of him as like an Anquan Bolden. So yeah. he's not gonna eat into Robbie Anderson whatsoever. Yeah, and like Terrell Pryor is gonna be Robbie's backup. That's basically how this is going. Yep. That's like one is. So, basically, like he's. I don't see a reason he won't continue to continue to see these looks that he's been getting. Um, like he's he's the big play guy. Um, he he can be like a weak winning guy. He's got like some pretty big upside, which is a lot of why I like you know having him possibly. See, he had see three games with a hundred yards at least. He had a lot. Of, he had like that touchdown streak there. Yeah. So he had one, two, three games with like 85 yards and touchdown or more. He had that that that, that Carolina game for 146 and two touchdowns. That was oh, yeah. absurd. Like if you had him that week, you were set. Like, like he's he's getting a fair amount of targets and he can do a lot with them. That's that's what I that's what I like on him here. Um, he ran the fourth highest percentage of um, like nine routes or fade routes basically. So like routes when you go up the sideline and like you know wave your hands like. I'm throwing like he ran <laughs> the, the Randy fourth. Moss special. Yeah, basically he had the fourth highest percentage of those um, in 2017. That was like 26.6 percent. So he's a big like a big play guy. Um, I don't I don't think the Jets have gotten worse, so that helps. <laughs> Some people say, oh, they won't throw as much, but like they won't have as many three and outs either. So yeah, fucking take that. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, like being being a better team is gonna help him. So yeah. Everything I think everything's in his favor this year. And like yeah, they're getting more guys back, but I don't think it's gonna infringe on his target share. And he's not a guy who needs, you know, 150 targets. He if he's getting his 115, 120, I think he'll be just fine, and he'll produce. He'll be a wide receiver too for you. Yeah, he's a good guy to get that late in the draft. Oh man. Yeah, wide receiver three. Like he he will he can easily be a low end receiver wide receiver two for you. Like yeah. So wide receiver 39. That's a freaking bargain. So. And I, I feel am, like he's a guy that. You can say, like, on the day of the game, you know what? I'm pretty sure he's going to do well. Yeah, like, and he's 25, so he's still young. 
He's still young. And Good it's also dynasty. about to be his third year. And you know what they say about those, like the third year receiver breakout. So, yeah. Uh oh. Even Go more incentive. Yeah. But um, yes, that's my big stand on Robbie. Um, yeah, just, just just don't just be real careful, Robbie. Um, stop doing some dumb shit. Um, I think right. You, I think you can grow out of it. I really hope. Stop doing dumb shit. Yeah. But like I said, he's not assaulting people, so I th- like I will... hooligan shit, not like criminal, like super criminal activity. Yeah, exactly. There's there's a line that I'm gonna make. So <laughs> anyway, um, who else? Who else you got? Let's see. Um, ooh, yeah, there was one wide receiver I wanted to bring up. Ty. I really like so Ty right now is being taken at the end of the third. I believe. Let me check that. Make sure it's that's definitely kind of late. I think it's. Let me see. Da, 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 da. Yeah, like around pick thirty. So pretty much end of the third. Yeah. Yeah, late third, middle to late third. Um, if Andrew Luck is back, and uh, every fiber of my being is telling me that he will be this season, he's <laughs> that is so low to be drafting Ty Hilton. Yeah. It <laughs> it really with is. Luck. In there, he's one of the best wide receivers in the game. He can easily be, easily be a top eight, six wide receiver with luck out there. Yeah, and last year, yeah, it was it was it was Jacoby Brissett, who was <laughs> at the time a third stringer for the Patriots. Yes, and last year, despite all the shit that people talked about T.Y. Hilton, he was still wide receiver 25 so like obviously it was, it was up and down obviously that sucks but yeah like, he either got like 20 points or three yeah <laughs> like his upside is like so 2016 he was wide receiver five um before that it was 24 10 19 25 so like i mean rookie's his rookie year was a 25 so like hope odds are he's gonna be like at least like in that wide receiver two range and he could, he can definitely be more as long as like Andrew Luck's all good. Mm-hmm. So, like, I didn't he lead the league in receiving in 2016? Pretty sure he did. He did, yeah. Yeah, this guy fucking led the damn league in receiving. He did, right? Two years and ago, people are sleeping on him because yeah. he wasn't good last year. With, with who? With who again? <laughs> with who? Yeah, exactly. Kobe brisket, Captain Brisket. So yeah, it's. It's literally just a matter of, like, having a good quarterback is going to do wonders for him. And he's, like I said, he's a huge deep threat still. Um, going back to the list of guys with 50-plus targets, he was actually second in yards per reception. Sorry, 50-plus receptions, not targets. Um, he was second in yards per reception with 17.33. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Question, who do you think was first on that list? First on the list? Yeah, first on the list of guys with at least 50 catches. Who do you think was first in yards per reception? Of at least 50 catches, yards per reception. Hmm. I'll give you a hint. He is in the NFC. Is and was in the NFC, like last year and this year still. Okay. Um, Does any indication at all? It's a guy that would make sense. He's not like, it's 50 plus reception, so it's not like a scrub or anything. It's not like Julio. It's not. Julio was actually fifth, though, which is crazy given he had 88 catches. Mm -hmm. Which goes to show his efficiency anyway. Michael Thomas? Uh, no, 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 he wouldn't be hit. It is no. a guy who you would guess. Like it would make sense after, after like I said it, you'll be like, okay. oh, yeah, that's a lot of sense. 
Who is it? Marvin Jones. Okay. Really? Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, it, it makes Marvin. sense. No, fun fact, though, Rashard Matthews is ninth on that list, which is one I would not guess. <laughs> He's, so, like, you've got Marvin, T.Y., Marquise Goodwin, Brandon Cooks, Julio Jones, Juju, Tyreek Hill, Antonio Brown, Rashard Matthews, Robbie Anderson. Then you got Ted again and Kenny Stills. Like, all these guys make sense, except for Rashard Matthews. That's, that's a, I don't get it. But um, it's kind of funny. It's, I think there was one show. game last year. It was against the Steelers. I was like, oh, don't start this guy. <laughs> Do not start Rashard Matthews against the Steelers. Was that when he popped like, off? And he popped off. He yeah. probably set all of his stuff from that one game because he had like a – he had like two 50-yard touchdowns. Yeah, it was nowhere. five receptions for 113. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I kind of remember that. <laughs> um, I don't remember who I told that to. It was somebody who was deciding whether or not to start him, and I said don't. Yeah, but, I mean, you it's, know. Okay. anyway, who could have known? But, um, yeah, <laughs> he's being drafted as which receiver T.Y. is. He's being drafted as wide receiver. Tw- okay, hold on. I might backtrack this a bit. Hmm, maybe, okay, so unless, like, we're saying end of the third, like, okay, well, a bit, like, he's not being drafted at a ceiling, he's being drafted, like, probably around, like, an average, he's being drafted at a fair spot, actually, I'll say, I'm not, I'm trying, I'm kind of, like, basically, I, I agree that he's good and could easily finish while Howard's being drafted. T.Y.? Yeah, but, like, hmm, okay, I'm actually second-guessing this a bit, this is, this is good, this is good, so, okay, good. he's going right after Doug Baldwin, he's going before Thielen, which I can see that. I would, I would, that would be close one for me. I'll oh, see the list I'm looking at has him after Thielen and Gordon. What, what, where are you looking at? Just some fantasy football ADP page. Let's see. I'll go to fantasy football calculator. It's just like the thing is, the ADPs are all different too, somewhere. So that's like a big part of it as well. And I'm um, doing twelve teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. Yeah, he's going like end of the third. But so he's going. He's going before Diggs and Cooper, though. Who I would take before uh, Hilton. I would take Cooper because I'm high on Cooper this year. But I would not take. Uh, I would take Ty before Diggs. I would take Diggs over Hilton, but I would actually take Hilton over Thielen. Uh, I think that, I think the roles are kind of switching in Minnesota this year. But um, interesting. Yeah, let's see. Who else is well, there? No, I do agree with that. So that actually, high. I I. Hmm. Well, we'll see. I think he might be like slightly undervalued, just because like he's he's being what right right receiver what twelve fourteen range. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's a, that's a that's I think that's fair in hindsight. I mean if if luck is back, T. Y. Hilton is a top. If, okay, yeah. If luck is back, this is low. That's right. that's a big thing, and I think baked into it is luck not being back. Okay. Probably, I'd guess, because like I mean, even with luck, he's finished. He's finished lower. Than wide receiver 12 of course but like if luck is fine then he'll probably be a wide receiver one so yeah i don't know i i don't know if i think he's being underdrafted but i think i i, I would i would still take him at his spot he's not being he's definitely not being overdrafted and but he's, he's he's got he's got a good for where he's being like if you want to go for upside i do think he's a really good pick at that spot because he's definitely got more upside than some of the guys around him i think like if i get to the third round and he's available i'm taking him so yeah, if you're if you're at the one two turn, like if you're at the turn, so you go, say you go, um, who who's going right there? Say you go like Cook and Julio, okay, comes okay. back, um, right, like and you go like who like 
T-Y-I and Geis or something. Ooh. Dirty. I could go with that. Because, like, if I'm going Julio, I feel like I can take the risk on T-Y. That's a big part of it. Yeah, Julio is very consistent. He might not get as many touchdowns as the next guy, but he always gets catches and yards every game. Yeah, and the good thing is you can come back and grab Golden Tate at the other turn then. <laughs> um, yeah. Or Marvin Jones, depending on who you are. <laughs> or both. <laughs> da da da. Both. But yeah, I think I think Ty is being f- fairly drafted. I'll say. Okay. But like maybe a little low, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's egregious. It's not nearly as egregious as, as Sony Michelle's. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's taking he's being taken way too low. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So Hilton is a little low, but I I, I definitely get where you're coming from, and like I even shouted about it too, like as how how bad last year was for him, like surrounding wise, <laughs> and how like he ended up finishing okay because like he like like it's like the Robbie thing, like he will have games that when you you're like when you you're weak, and the thing with last year was that like you weren't sure about starting him every week because yep. of how bad it was. So yeah. one, two, like there were like a lot of it came in three weeks, but those three weeks, if you started him, he, he was dope. He so, won you the game. Yeah. And there will be more. I think he'll have that still, but he won't have those three point games as much because luck will target him more. So, Oh, for sure. I mean, who else do they have as wide receivers? Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. I, li- I literally can't even think of it now. I got rid of uh, Dorset and Dorset. That there was the them. Before. They're right. not good. So, <laughs> like, the, the the number two spot in ND is a spot I'm interested in actually a lot, just because I don't know who's gonna step up there. Someone has to. But. But basically, what I'm saying is there are a lot of games where Ty only got four or five targets, and I think that's Ooh. gonna be a lot better. You know who the number two guy is going to be? Eric Ebron. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm looking at... So 20, I'm not going to acknowledge that. No. Um, so Sorry, 2014, to... he got 131 targets. 2015, 134. 2016, 155. Last year, 109. So, yeah, I, he'll, he should rebound. He's been between 130 and 150 targets, and he got, like, 110. So, 20 more targets, assuming Luck's there and throwing it to him. That's a big difference for him. Oh, yeah. So, actually, yeah. I think he's he's kind of low. I, I, basically, I, I would 100% take him at his ADP right now, for sure. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's a good ADP. Right. And he will drop some because people will be afraid of him. So. He was bad last year, dude. He fucking sucked. Exactly. <laughs> is he like? I think he's like twenty-eight, so he's still kind of younger. He can still have some good years in him. Oh, for sure. He hasn't. He really hasn't had like an injury history, no. as far as I'm aware. No, he's been durable. That's a nice thing too. You can count on him to play, which is <laughs> a big part of it. Can't say that about yeah. a quarterback, can you? <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, I do actually kind of like Eric Ebron this year, as much as I made a joke about that. As, as much as I hate to say that. But. I do too, because I also believe sort of in the uh, second chance that dynamic that some players get where they showed potential on their first team but couldn't put it together, so somebody else takes them and they, like, blow up. I yeah, mean, if it's going to happen somewhere, it's with Andrew Luck in Indianapolis. He's better than Jack Doyle. So. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> 
right. Um, anyone else you got on your list here? I think that's about it. There was, there, I feel like there was somebody who came up that I wanted to talk about, but oh well. Yeah, I mean, there'll be more coming up. Honestly, we like okay. Amari Cooper. He's, he's going kind of late. He's going what like um, fourth. Yeah, he's going like kind of like end of the like he's going like like he's pretty much going in the fourth round somewhere in the fourth round depending on it, which I think is a bargain. I'm obviously going to be biased, but. <laughs> Yeah, but I think the bias is warranted this year. I I would be really surprised if Cooper had a bad year. Yeah, he's going like early fourth right now, and that would be great if I got like if I'm if I'm at like pick two and I get like Zeke or someone or like Lev, and like it comes back around and I can get Amari Cooper in the fourth. Like that'd be that'd be amazing. I'd be so oh my happy. God, yeah, me too. Like if he, if I go, if he's my if Cooper's my wide receiver too, you know how happy I would be. I'd be I would be very happy is the answer. But like, <laughs> oh, the, I remember who it was. It was Lamar Miller. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Rem- yeah. So he's being taken. Lamar Miller's being taken in the middle of the fifth round right now. And if Deshaun Watson is back and healthy in the form we saw last year. This is a big if. I mean, ACL tears are nothing to mess with. But Deshaun Watson was electric ACL last year. And when he... To fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. When Deshaun Watson was in, Lamar Miller was a top running back. Yeah, he was very good. Very he good. was yeah. super good. Because Deshaun Watson could do dump-offs to him with a little scramble city going on. Uh, I don't... I, it's definitely an upside pick. It's a hundred, like a hundred percent an upside pick. But Lamar Miller, I would personally be taking him higher than his ADP, which is right now the fifth. It'll yeah, that's, fifth. that's so. So weeks three through eight were really like the big weeks for Watson, and so the Lamar Miller, like if you go and match at the game logs, like he was, he was having really good fantasy weeks there, and um, I can I can go through it actually. So what I see weeks yeah. three through eight. Weeks three through week eight. He like, looked like the Lamar Miller from like a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah, it in was terms of fantasy. Yeah, and the thing is, like, even like for the upside of it, he's still like a safe guy too. That's the yeah. best part of it. He's a good floor. Yeah, so I think it was like I think I remember hearing like somewhere over the last four years, he and Frank Gore are the only guys who have been at least like a running back two each year. So. Yeah, so 2014, running back 9. 2015, running back 6. 2017, or sorry, 2016, running back 17. 2017, running back 14. So, like, yeah. So, he was still RB14 last year, and that was – when did Deshaun Watson tear his ACL? Like, week 10? Yeah, it was, it was between week 8 and 9. So, like, they were, like – he didn't have like, – he only had Deshaun Watson for, like, less than half the season, and he was still running back 14. So Yeah. And, like, I don't – like, Dot Deformance probably going to start the year on the, on the PUP list. So – because he fucking tore his Achilles, so... <laughs> yeah. So, like, Lamar Miller has been super consistent. Like, I don't, like... He's not exciting. Like, it's not a sexy name. It's not, It's not like, oh, I got Rojo. Or, like, <laughs> I got Saquon. Or, I got Shady. Yeah. Like, he's not, he doesn't have a cool nickname. Like, it's not a sexy pick. It's... It, but it's effective. That's the big thing. It's effective. Very so, effective. He's it's been, super He's been at worst RB17 over the last four years. And if you're getting that in round five, like, duh, like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do it. And if you really want to draft, like, 
I, I don't like drafting handcuffs, but if you really want to draft onto Foreman later just to feel better about it, you can do that too. True. But, yeah, I don't know. And, like, overall, like, all these rookie running backs are going too late in general, but that's just my take. I got to end up with at least one rookie. So, like, I... in the fifth, you can get Sonny Michelle, you can get Rojo, you can get Royce Freeman. Um, you can get carry on in the seventh. Oof. Like, Chubb, depending on where you're drafting, you can get in the seventh or eighth. Like, carry on in the seventh is amazing. Yeah, but... and that's already putting ideas in my head. <laughs> Just because, like, even though I don't know if he's going to be great this year, it's got to work his way in. Mm-hmm. I mean, carry on Johnson. He's going to be a star. Man. Yeah, all these rookie running backs are super talented. So, like, I, I 100%, like, I've done this in a lot of drafting. We did it in ours or whatever. Like, we went Saquon and a bunch of receivers and a bunch of rookie running backs. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's good. I like that. Like, if I'm at, like, the turn, I will stack up on receivers and then just get a bunch of rookies or something. So, I feel good about doing that. So, um, yeah, anyway, that's um some of our over-under values. Um, some bit, The big points, obviously, for me, uh, McKinnon, no, no, Robbie, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I guess to close that show was um I, oh god i'm trying to remember what it was i remember seeing something cool that a player did recently oh yeah hopkins had like there's like an impromptu like workout session with a bunch of like high school football players um in houston um the other week british put, put on twitter like hey like there's gonna be a workout here here this time like come work out with me and so oh, he had, that's like, awesome yeah he, he had like a workout for like just a bunch of like high school football players in the area and that's he he does so much for the community there too like him and andre johnson do like both Really? Yeah. Like, because Andre Johnson always does that, like, Christmas thing every year in Houston. Like, where he takes right. kids to, like, a toy store or something, which ripped toys are us. But, um. Rip. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was one thing I saw cool. I feel like there are a couple other things I'm forgetting about. But, one um, of the rookies raised a bunch of money for something. Let's see. Was it Geis? It might have been Geis. It was one of the rookie running backs. Uh, oh yeah, it was guys. It was like twenty thousand bucks, like from Fortnite streaming or something. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I think cool. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people like knocked on him for like liking video games too much or being a certain way, but here he is like raising money for charity, playing video games. So, and they can fuck off. Yeah. Fuck you. Video Those games are awesome. Baby boomer <laughs> NFL execs can fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got a lot of flack in the draft process, and the Redskins got a fucking bargain with him. But anyway, yeah. So there's some cool things. Um. Hopkins and uh, guys for doing shout out to those guys for for being cool, um, being the opposite of James Winston there. <laughs> no, Winston actually does a lot of good stuff like in Tampa, like aside from the rape things, you know. Oh yeah. So that sounded really bad the way I said that. Really, but, um, really did. Yeah. <laughs> maybe see like like I, obviously does some shitty stuff, but like I mean, yeah. And like it's funny because like I would get, like going through Twitter, you'll see people say like, oh, but he does all this good stuff for the community, like. Yeah, he still raped someone. Like, it doesn't make yeah, it like right. You can do good and bad. Like, but yeah, as far as I'm aware, guys and Hopkins are not doing the bad stuff that Jameis is also doing. So, shout out to those two guys for um, you know just being good people in the community there. Yeah, we need more football players to make positive influences. Yeah, and there's always a good share of ones that do. Yeah, and there are a lot of them are that you aren't seeing too. Like. That's the big thing is, like, a lot of these guys are helping out and donating. A lot of it just doesn't get the publicity. It's always the bad stuff that does. 
that, right. and that's that's how literally everything works. That's that is news. Fun fact. Yeah, absolutely. That is how news works. You see the bad stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, for everything, not yeah. just football. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So that's um, that's our conclusion here. Um, that's how you write stuff. Well, <laughs> 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 yeah. Thanks for tuning another episode of Mozzie and the Muscle. Um, we'll figure figure out something good for the drinking thing. We'll pro- I'll ask around to look some stuff up. But I think we can figure out that funny thing. We'll definitely do a video call for it, so we can actually hold each other accountable on that. Okay. But um, yeah. I think we can do something fun. I like so, like the date. I think the dating game could be a good aspect for it. Probably like something along those lines where we could like list out some stuff and make you guess on someone, or like make Ooh. you guess where someone ranked somewhere, kind of thing. Okay. I think that could be good. Like I could have you guess like how many times a guy finished in the top twenty-four receivers or something. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a fun idea. And we can also use it to like point out some things you should should or shouldn't be looking at. Because what's it? Matthew Barry does that like just hundred facts or whatever. And that's always a cool article every year. So. I don't know if I've read that. It's, I haven't read this year's, but basically, like, like he lists just like a hundred little stats, like, like that, like from last year going into this year, and it's like it's just kind of cool. Like he doesn't like, like it implies what you should do with it, but it doesn't say like do this or do that. It's just kind of like a bunch of stats, and it's I enjoy it. Okay, but yeah, that's good because his suggestions. Are yeah, <laughs> he, but like the, his his best <laughs> article is where he doesn't give suggestions. He's <laughs> a good writer, but yeah. yeah. He but, is a good writer. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, so that is this episode of Mozzie and the Muscle. Um, apparently there's a rapper named Mozzie. Fun fact. Anyway. Really? Yeah. yeah you, should, you should go look him up. Um, but we'll <laughs> this, we'll this get one, him on the show. Yeah. Anyway, this has been a nice extended outro we've had. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you all next time. Thank you much, guys.